The Japanese animation industry takes on some very mature topics, and you'd see something like Bunny Girl Senpai and immediately think fanservice trash. But conceptually, the anime is pretty good and deals with concepts and themes like depression, loneliness, and struggling to find a healthy sense of self during puberty. Subjectively, the anime is a little slow and boring, but you're taking this from someone who enjoys the Expendables franchise, so you can value my opinion as you will. In my last video, I analyzed how metasexualization in anime, namely Evangelion, perpetuates harmful objectifications of the female body, and how they choose to showcase very young women, aka literal children. And although Bunny Girl Senpai is arguably equally as weird and the characters are just as young, it's absolutely not as explicit. And I really wanted to have a fair comparison when critiquing metasexualization in anime, and I wanted to showcase a different show than Evangelion that dealt with minors, puberty, and exploring your sexuality in a more healthy way. So Bunny Girl Senpai is not perfect, but what is? So welcome back. I'm Reese, and this is Reese Gray Analyzes. Thanks for waiting six months, and I'm very excited that you guys decided to venture with me today. On Reese Gray Analyzes, we look at creations and experiences in art, media, music, and even video games to explore exactly why we think the way we think, question what we believe, and learn something new. So in case you haven't seen Bunny Girl Senpai, it revolves around our bunny girl Mai Sakurajima, who is a child mega celebrity star who happens to go to the same high school as our main schoolboy Sakuta. They've known each other since childhood, and Mai currently goes to school full-time as a high school student as she's on hiatus from acting. So our bunny girl Mai Sakurajima. So what's the bunny suit for? What is the reason? Well, the reasoning is that she's going as far as wearing a bunny suit in a public library to test if anyone can see her because she realizes that she is slowly disappearing because of something called puberty syndrome. Puberty syndrome is basically just a phrase to explain the real life crazy hormone experiences that you go through during adolescence and those weird emotional changes that come as a result of sensitivity and instability because of your hormones. So what this anime does is make emotional pain manifest physically. Because Mai feels lonely and unseen, she is literally becoming invisible. It's something I really appreciate about anime is that anime is able to take abstract feelings and make them appear physically. Those abstract feelings of loneliness and feeling invisible for Mai, they personify it by her physical body disappearing, with Kaede and her online bullying manifesting through brutal scars all over her body. Culturally, we're taught to largely ignore emotional pain. This is something a lot of teenagers learn in adolescence, how to endure emotional pain and not necessarily heal from it. And so seeing the depth of these emotional issues manifested physically with scars and invisibility, it gives us the perspective into the true severity of emotional pain. So a celebrity wearing a bunny suit in a library would be a surefire way to get attention and test the hypothesis that you are indeed invisible. And on its own, that's pretty funny. And interestingly too, can also work as a commentary on how when women feel unseen, unnoticed, or ignored, one of the 
easiest ways to gain attention is through performative sexuality. She questions her own personhood so much that the very foolproof method of being seen as a person, as a woman rather, is to display herself in a sexual manner so someone will finally notice her. Mai has been in the entertainment business since she was six years old, and Mai's own mother forced Mai to do bikini shoots when she was only in her early teens. This is no doubt a commentary on the Japanese pop stars who from as young as 13 are put into lingerie singing suggestive lyrics such as AKB48. And I love heavy rotation and I learned this dance when it came out when I was around their age too without having a full grasp on this issue and it was just a bop to me. And looking back on it, it's truly sad. Childhood is an important time to explore and curate a complex sense of self and understand your personal likes and dislikes. And when your image is curated, such as Mai's in the case of being a star, though she has notoriety and people want to see Mai Sakurajima the celebrity, nobody is interested in Mai the person. Early in the season as well, we have Sakata's little sister Kaede walk in on Mai and Sakata in his room alone together. And Kaede, being only a young girl, says, well, Sakata, if you're going to invite a working girl in your room, you have to tell me so I don't walk in. Debasing Mai's personhood to that of a sex object by virtue of her just being a girl. These things in tandem make it hard for Mai to take her experiences and exploitation seriously and truly cope with them, so she has a desire to be invisible. The feelings of being invisible is something that every person is familiar with on an abstract level. Even if you have fame and notoriety like our bunny girl Mai, because her fame is based on her image that is curated as a celebrity and not her as a person, it's easy to feel lonely, like your life isn't your own, like you don't know who you are. And we get more examples too on how non-seriously even people's Mai's age take her sexual exploitation. When Sakata makes super weird comments about hearing her in the shower and how that's just so irrelevant for him and then Mai's like please don't be weird about it and Sakuta knows Mai has been through so much sexual trauma in her life as her years as a child star and still sexualizes non-overtly sexual situations it's a pretty insensitive move and we also get scenes where Sakuta pokes fun at Mai's discomfort about being alone in a room with him and makes random moaning noises upon being poked to make fun of her and just make her the butt of the joke so she is left with the desire to be invisible to finally explore the type of person she wants to be, not the type of person everyone expects her to be. And if you're wondering, no, Mai's mother cannot even see her because Mai's mom doesn't value Mai as a person, but as a product, a young girl to sell and make money off of from her sexuality. Then we're left with the question of, okay, then why does this dude Sakuta, why is he so special? And why can he see our bunny girl, although she's suffering from this puberty syndrome, that makes her disappear. Sakuta can see Mai in the library and no one else can. And this is because we eventually find out that he genuinely cares for her. We are hinted at this in little moments in the show at a train station when Sakuta stands up for Mai when a couple is being creepy and taking pictures of Mai without her consent because she's a celebrity. So Sakuta steps in and swipes the phone away. So Sakuta cares for her genuinely as a person, not as just a celebrity. So he can literally see her as her and to him, she never disappears. So what is a cure and is there a cure? 
because Kaede was cured and so was Sakuta. So how does Mai get cured? The cure for puberty syndrome is to go against the status quo. Most people decide to do things based on what other people around them do or go with the flow or go with the status quo with whatever's expected out of fear that sticking out will lead to rejection by everyone else. In Japan especially, we have a concept called kukiyomenai. It's abbreviated as KY, directly translated, you can't read the atmosphere. Or in colloquial English, you can't read the room. Japanese culture is extremely non-confrontational, where straight up rejecting people is a no-no. And when someone can't tell that they're being awkward and they're kind of not wanted, it puts others in an uncomfortable situation because they can't say anything to your face. So if you can't read the room and act accordingly, you'll be labeled as KY or kukiyomenai or awkward. But to cure your puberty syndrome, you have to be sincere and willing to be awkward, genuine, and stand out. But the anxiety of being labeled as KY makes you feel either like you'd just rather be invisible or that you're already invisible to everyone else so they don't have to deal with you. So Mai, despite her prestige, wished to blend in so that she could try and figure out who she was and who she wanted to be. But in turn, it made her simply disappear. One of the core reasons Sakuto was able to see Mai is because they had a genuine connection, because he had memories of studying for tests together. Sakata is the only character to form a genuine relationship with her. His honesty is what drew her to him, which is why this event was able to trigger his memory in the library, and he could see her. Everyone else only had a superficial interest in her celebrity status. Mai is cured by Sakata going against the atmosphere or against the status quo, by standing out as much as physically possible and screaming at her and asking her out in front of the entire school very loudly during an exam. In this cute way, we see that to be noticed, you don't play the status quo game because that's how you disappear. You put yourself out there to make friends, you face potential rejection, and although it's impossible to know others' intentions or reactions to your weirdness, seeking genuine relationships are always more important than being too afraid to do so. And I think it's beautiful and intimate too, because a lot of the time we're used to seeing characters blindly infatuated with one another just because they're hot or something or for the plot, and two, people don't really have chemistry and they're in love for no reason. However, between Mai and Sakuta, something as innocent and mundane as studying for a test together, just spending time with someone, can be the start of something beautiful, intimate, and real. And at the end of the day, appreciating simple moments of togetherness is such a special part about being human. And it's these small shared intimate moments that make you into the person that you are and that other people remember. So please let me know what you guys think about Bunny Girl Senpai, and I'm sure because the subjectivity of love and intimacy see you guys all experience this show in so many different ways so which scene meant the most to you maybe you felt the same as me maybe different so do let me know in the comments and i appreciate you guys and love you all so much if you made it this far please be sure to like and subscribe follow me on ig and tiktok links in description okay love you bye